48K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The chief executive tells pro-democracy lawmakers to get on with their jobs and scrutinise government bills. New evidence that eye drops can help reduce the progression of myopia in children by up to 70%. And the Monetary Authority launches an initiative to make banks more environmentally friendly. The Chief Executive Carrie Lamb says she's concerned about what's been happening at the Legislative Council regarding the Bills Committee looking into proposed changes to the extradition laws. She said it's inappropriate for her to comment on LegCo's work, but she'd like to remind opposition lawmakers it's their duty to scrutinise bills put forward by the government. She was asked if the issue has damaged the relationship between the administration and the legislature. Improving uh, or enhancing the relationship between the executive and the legislature and between myself and all the members of the Legislative Council, especially the non-pro-establishment members, uh, remain my um, objective. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I will refrain from dealing with contentious issues or I will uh, accommodate uh, the wishes, no matter how unreasonable these wishes are, from the non-pro-establishment members in order to sort of appease them or establish a good relationship. Because my responsibility is to the people of Hong Kong and, of course, also to the central people's government. And she said the Secretary for Justice, Theresa Cheng, and the Secretary for Security, John Lee, will hold a news conference this afternoon to respond to public concerns. She also said she didn't mind discussing the way forward personally with lawmakers. If there is any uh, desire to sit down and discuss with us that um, we can have a better ways and provisions and arrangements to achieve the dual objectives of this uh, particular legislative amendment, and if my personal intervention does help, then of course as the chief executive in Hong Kong, I would not, I would not turn down that sort of uh, request. Democrat James Toe has called on the LegCo Secretariat to clarify the legal status of the Bills Committee tasked with scrutinising the extradition law. Yesterday, pro-government legislators claimed to have seized control of the panel, backed by a majority of committee members, and immediately pushed the meeting back to Saturday. But the pan-Democrats insisted the move was illegal and held a meeting on their own without any support from the LegCo Secretariat. They then elected Mr Toe as chairman and he promptly scheduled their next meeting at the same time that pro-government lawmakers will meet. Both sides claim their committee is the only legitimate one. Mr Toe says the Secretariat should seek advice from the court. If uh, the Secretariat claim to be a neutral party, maybe the Secretariat is a suitable applicant to the court. Asking the help from the court to declare which party, which camp or which proceeding is legitimate or not. I think that this may be in the, in the public interest because otherwise there may be complication and the secretariat will be just a push in the middle. Meanwhile, pro-establishment lawmaker Paul Tsair will likely be voted committee chairman by his colleagues. He says both sides need to reach a compromise. Any kind of committee meetings without the presence of the other camp will be meaningless even um, illegitimate in the sense of the eyes of the public. So I think uh, at the moment, I think we just have to try to resolve the uh, differences among ourselves to make sure that ultimately the electrical, or the electrical reputation will not go down the drain like this. And the LegCo Secretary-General, Kenneth Chen, says the work of the Secretariat has always been impartial and politically neutral. He defended its recent action to write to lawmakers to see if they agreed to remove James Toe from presiding over the Bills Committee. He said this action was based on the rules of procedure and past practice. He welcomed constructive criticism, but called on those who'd been making comments, which he said were akin to bullying, to stop. 
for comments that are almost bordering on bullying, I urge such comments and actions to cease right away. What the Secretariat needs to do now is to refocus our efforts on this very controversial and very technical bill. A political commentator says pan-Democrats could try to mobilise public support in their fight over the bill's committee that's looking at extradition laws. Chung Kim Wah from the Polytechnic University says although the LegCo Secretariat is supposed to be a neutral body, it appears to be siding with the government. If the opposition wants to go ahead, there are only two ways. One way is to mobilise support from the public. Say, for example, some people are calling for people to run up the LegCo this Saturday. This is one method to show that they have the support and if more people come out to support them, then the pressure will be on the poor government side. Another way is to go on with some legal settlement, and that will take time. And of course, I think this is not going to have any immediate effect in the near future. To other news, Chinese university researchers say they've proven that low-concentration atropine eye drops can reduce the progression of myopia in schoolchildren by up to 70%. They say there's an increasing prevalence of myopia, or nearsightedness, worldwide, and it's especially widespread in Hong Kong. Wearing glasses and surgery can improve vision later in life, but the researchers say prevention should be a priority. They overcame the main concern of using atropine eye drops, the side effects, including an excessive sensitivity to light, by using drops with low concentrations of atropine. Dr Clement Than says the ideal concentration will differ according to the patient. Different children may have different responses, and I think at the end of the day, the treatment would really have to be tailor-made for each individual child. Say, for example, some child may have faster myopic progression and you may be inclined towards using a higher concentration, whereas on the other hand, certain children may be more susceptible to the side effects of the drugs and you may be inclined towards using a lower concentration. So what I would urge parents to do is that if your child is indicated for similar treatments, then make sure you go to your eye doctor, consult your eye doctor and discuss with your eye doctor which particular concentration is best suited for your child. The Monetary Authority has announced measures to promote green banking in a bid to tackle climate change. It says it will develop a framework to assess how green and sustainable a bank is, then come up with a green target with banks. Then it will implement measures to monitor and evaluate banks' performances in green finance. Chief Executive Norman Chan says its exchange fund will be more proactive in investing in projects that have higher environmental, social and governance, or ESG, standards. As the manager for the exchange fund, the HKMA takes a long-term view and see green and ESG investments as an important driver of value in the long term. In this connection, the guiding principle that the HKMA will adopt going forward is that priority can be given to ESG investments if the long-term return is comparable to other investments on a risk-adjusted basis. The chairperson of the Hong Kong Association of Banks, Hoon Wai Yi, says the banking sector welcomes the authorities' new initiatives. The industry uh, welcomed the opportunity to work together with uh, uh, Hong Kong Monetary Authority uh, in, through the HCAP in developing a common framework as well as uh, common cooks for our future development so that we can um, uh, contribute to the future climate change as well as environmental uh, requirement of the world. So this is a global trend and we are very happy to work together with Hong Kong Monetary Authority. The U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer has accused China of backtracking on commitments in trade talks, but insisted a deal on tariffs was still possible. The BBC's Michelle Fleury reports from New York.
A trade deal between the world's two largest economies was thought to be close, but over the weekend Donald Trump threatened tariffs on a range of Chinese goods. Now we know why. According to America's chief trade negotiator Robert Lighthizer and U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, the move was triggered by the Chinese government's attempts to reopen aspects of the deal that the U.S. considered settled. Despite escalating tensions, Chinese Vice Premier Liu He is still expected in Washington this Thursday for the latest round of trade talks aimed at resolving the year-long dispute. Reuters news agency is reporting that two of its journalists jailed in Myanmar are among thousands of prisoners being released in a presidential amnesty today. Walon and Kyo So-u were convicted in September of breaking the Official Secrets Act. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has warned both China and Russia over their aspirations and behaviour in the Arctic. He was speaking at a meeting of the Arctic Council, a forum for eight Arctic states. Mr Pompeo dismissed claims by China, which has observer status at the forum, that it was a near-Arctic nation. Beijing claims to be a near-Arctic state, yet the shortest distance between China and the Arctic is 900 miles. There are only Arctic states and non-Arctic states. No third category exists, and claiming otherwise entitles China to exactly nothing. President Trump's former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, who's begun a three-year prison term in New York State, says he'll have more to tell once he's out of jail. On the way, he spoke to reporters. I hope that when I rejoin my family and friends, that the country will be in a place without xenophobia, injustice, and lies at the helm of our country. There still remains much to be told. Mr. Cohen was sentenced last year after admitting he violated election laws by paying hush money to two women who said they'd had affairs with President Trump. A wide-ranging UN report on biodiversity says humans have wreaked havoc on the environment, in turn putting our own way of life under threat. The study found the biomass of wild mammals had fallen 82%, with three-quarters of land severely degraded by human activity. One of the lead authors, Professor Eduardo Brondizio, said the decline in species which pollinate, such as insects and birds, had profound consequences for the economy. You look at pollinators, 75% of the global agricultural production depends on pollinators, right? So when we start to have fast declines on pollinators, the economic and the social impacts are immense, right? So the estimated impact on the loss of pollinators, for instance, range from $250 billion to $500 billion a year. A new dinosaur, a diminutive ancestor of the mighty Tyrannosaurus rex, has been identified by a paleontologist who first discovered the bones as a teenager more than 20 years ago. The creature dates back 92 million years, about 20 million years earlier than T. rex, and would have been less than a metre tall. Scientists are still not certain how these small Tyrannosaur-type dinosaurs evolved into some of the largest and most fearsome predators ever to walk the Earth. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,241. That's 37 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $49 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.63 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 29 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jung. First to football, it's advantage Manchester City in the race for the English Premier League title. What a goal from the Man 
Manchester City captain. Oh, the place has gone absolutely crazy. They thought they were slipping away. Now they're back in control. Vincent Kompany's 70th minute wonder strike put Manchester City back in first place as they beat Leicester 1-0. The Belgian defender recorded his first goal of the season and his first for City from outside the box. All I'm going to say is um, I scored goals like that in training. <laughs> and uh, no, you know what? It's it's a funny story because it's it's 15 it's 15 years of of top level football of having midfielders telling me you know don't shoot you know play the ball wide play the ball wide and every single time I miss I told them for 15 years I promise you I said one day I'm going to have a shot from outside the box and I'm going to score a goal and you're going to be really happy with that one and um, and today it happened it's a big goal um, we've we've not achieved anything but it was an important win against a very very strong team. City's 13th consecutive win in the Premier League puts them one point clear of Liverpool with just the final round of matches remaining. Now the Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp has confirmed that his side will be without Mohamed Salah and Roberto Firmino for tonight's Champions League semi-final second leg at Anfield. Salah has a concussion following collision with the Newcastle goalkeeper during their game on Saturday. Firmino has been struggling with a muscle problem. And despite trailing 3-0 from the first leg, Klopp says he's not giving up hopes of reaching the final. Two of the world's best strikers are not available. That's not now, and we have to score four goals against Barcelona to go through after 90 minutes. It does make life easier, but still, as, as long as we have 11 players on the pitch, and then and, and we, we, we will try it, and everybody knows that, and that's what we, what we want to show, nothing else. The Houston Rockets have beaten the Golden State Warriors for a second straight game to level their second round NBA playoff series at two games each. James Harden scored 38 points in Houston's 112-108 victory in Game 4. The home team have won each game in this best of seven series. The Warriors get to host Game 5 Thursday morning Hong Kong time. In the East, the top seeded Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from reaching the conference final for the first time since 2000. They beat the Boston Celtics for a third straight game, winning 113-101 behind 39 points and 16 rebounds from Yanis Antetokounmpo. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive tells pro-democracy lawmakers to get on with their jobs and scrutinise government bills. New evidence that eye drops can help reduce the progression of myopia in children by up to 70%. And the Monetary Authority launches an initiative to make banks more environmentally friendly. The news from RTHK.